Welcome to Primary Attribute, or a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian, I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master as it's known in many other systems, and I use they them pronouns. Hi there! My name's Adam, I play as Vons, who is currently very disappeared. We both use uh, he-him pronouns. Vons is our furry little fox folk alchemist friend who uh, is currently surrounded by inky blackness. I'm not sure we'll see him in this particular episode, but hi. I'm Erin. I play Erisene. I use she or they pronouns. Erisene uses she, her pronouns. Also currently playing Alara, who also uses she, her pronouns. And um, Erisene has also been disappeared. Uh, Alara is one of the only two people who has not been disappeared. So good times. And I am Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. We use she, her pronouns. And uh, Wealthy, like Erisene and Vons, has disappeared and is not aware of what's going on. Just living her best life in an inky void. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the cobalt illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And Grix, unlike everybody else, uh, actually knows where he is and what he's about. <laughs> Doesn't know where anyone else is, but that's well, a separate issue. Dog, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be fair, Alara is with you. But she's an NPC. Excuse you. <laughs> she's like half a soul at best. She's like half a soul. She's like half an NPC. <laughs> so I know it's gauche to uh, mention Monty Python in any kind of thing of this nature, but this very much reminds me of a sir not appearing in this film kind of moment. Mm. And actually, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna argue uh, that uh, Monty Python is uh, is niche again. Is that because we're all old now? He, he, unfortunately, yeah. Um, is that I, because uh, John Cleese has turned out to be just the worst? No, don't tell me this. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a nightmare person. Sorry. Oh, it's like a whole generation of nightmare people. Yeah, he's he's pretty transphobic. Wow. Uh. Which like. You know, par for the course for England right now, but mm. yeah, no. But I, I, uh, I encountered a, a whole bunch of people not too long ago that were confused about the Ministry of Silly Walks. That one? They were looking at a video of it and they were like, "Fuck is this? What is? I guess this is funny, but I don't understand why." And it was, it was just threw me. Which, to be fair, I mean, you know, a lot of Monty Python is. I guess this is funny, but I don't know why. Well, yes. Oh, at some point, it's funny just no, because they're people who find it funny. They didn't know that it was Monty. They didn't recognize it. They didn't recognize Monty Python, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, whenever, when, Are yeah, we yeah. the nerds? Yes. We're old nerds. <laughs> Finally, a chance to become grog nerds about Monty Python, I guess. Oh, it right. had to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. The fuck does that? What? I don't know. When I think of old nerds, I think of people being very cranky about the things they liked and claim to still like while well, trying to murder everyone who tries to change it in any way. But what was the word you used? Oh, grognard. grognard. What is a grognard? Uh, <laughs> well, depends on how specific you want to get. What? Originally, a grognard was uh, uh, one of the uh, soldiers who had uh, survived the final charge at the Battle of Waterloo. Oh. Uh, in modern terminology, it means someone who's an old soul, like used to the like like an old nerd. Okay. 
this is how we did it in the old days yeah. and it was complex and crunchy and that was great yeah, yeah. And why we walked do we, two miles to school uphill in the But why snow. do we call them that, though? Do you know? Uh, probably from old wargaming. That would make oh, a lot of sense, yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Okay. Wait. Back in my day. Wait, so. thank you for explaining. Yes. Because mm-hmm. truly I could not figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Join in for more facts about Waterloo. <laughs> no, no thanks. I'm good. Um... I assume you mean only if yeah, they have a song. Yeah, it looks like we'll have war. It looks like we'll have a war here soon enough. And on that segue, <laughs> please remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. <laughs> As you try and escape the real world, but I will suck you back in. It makes us feel better about the real world and the rest of our lives. It helps people find us. It makes us look good. And uh, you can give attention to us and every other podcast you listen to, which you should also do this for. Except the Joe Rogan experience, because fuck that guy. Yeah. Who wants to hear the extremely brief recap? I do. I do. I do. You do? Capus. The one-tenth cat came back. We fought it again. Ilara summoned uh, a lion, a spectral lion, and also a giant lizard. Accidentally. Um, accidentally ac- is, is, accidentally, is key. Accidentally. With the magic goop. Bricks summoned an extremely hot ball. And then the tentacat flipped back out, uh, taking Vons and Wealthy with it. And leaving Grix and Alara alone in the magic goop room. Well, yeah. right. Hot balls and magic goop. Here we go. And that's the episode title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't Maybe have a counter the, argument, however. <laughs> did we did we come up with an episode title for last episode? That could be the last one. Because I feel like the last episode would be Hot Balls would and be Magic good. Goop. Hot Balls and Magic Goop. Ian's so upset at us. So, speaking of Hot Balls and Magic Goop, we cut to none of that because, uh, hey, hey, Vons and Wealthy. Mm-hmm. We last what? left you in darkness. Complete darkness that Twilight Vision nor Low Light Vision cannot touch. And you can hear the breathing of what you're pretty sure is a very large tentacat and wealthy. You can actually feel it on your face. Oh, God. What oh, y'all we can hear things, doing? though. Um... What are we all doing? I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to grab a... Uh... Vaughn's last we saw was a little bit bound. Does Vaughn's have his hands free? Uh, you, have been, you have been dropped. Onto a ground that is full of something crunchy and sharp, but not enough to ruin your shit just yet. Like, okay, interesting. So Vons is going to reach into his bag and pull out one of his uh, light concoctions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't just... know if I want to see this. If it's breathing on me. Go ahead, Vons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how selective this light potion is. <laughs> Please leave this but, three foot circle yeah. in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Please exclude Wealthy from this because she doesn't want to see. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I, I have, understand I that this casts uh wait, is it light or daylight? Is there a difference? Yeah, there's a big difference. Light is just like torchlight. Daylight is Daylight is you have daylight. brought the sun. <laughs> daylight okay, is no, Bricks is, is sad. 
Yeah, this is supposed to be a potion of daylight. Is it? It's, it's a, I think. Let me. It's look. a level two. It's a jar. Oh. Huh? Oh yeah, it's the opposite of the level two darkness spell. So yes, on the plus side, it yep. cancels out the darkness spell. Saw this coming. <laughs> kind of. It's like you were attacked by <laughs> cephalopods at one point. We live in caves. Also that. Reasonable. <laughs> so what do you do with the daylight potion when you take it out? I believe this is a functions on smash kind of situation. Yeah. Or, you know, you can just open it. Or that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to crack this jar open and see what happens in a very literal sense, hopefully. All right. You unscrew the jar and daylight pours out. It's going to splash daylight everywhere. 20 foot radius. So, Wealthy, uh, you are feeling this breath on your face. Aww. And then there is the silhouette of a giant cat with tentacles coming out of its back that is leaning right up against you as bright light flashes out everywhere else. Okay, is it is it like... Is it like standing over me, looking down at me, or is it beside me? It is standing over down? you, looking down at you, as if it say oh, dropped God. it, dropped you out of its mouth, not <laughs> ten seconds ago. Okay. okay. <laughs> and you woke honestly, up to this. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, what does it look like? It's getting ready to do. You're not sure. I don't know. God. Make a make a wisdom check. Roll animal <laughs> like. Uh, thirteen plus plus. I don't have a wi- I don't have good wisdom, but I do have my. Uh... So that's seventeen. You don't know. God damn it! Seventeen doesn't give buy me shit, does it? It's not um, primary, okay. so no. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take um and be ready with magic with magic missile. Do you have any slots of that left? Oh God! Don't ask me that. I really, <laughs> it's like really you're need a magic wizard. missile. <laughs> <laughs> If only I really you need had magic some missile. sort of wand. <laughs> if only I had some sort of wand. Do, do you have a wand? No, I do not. Remember that plot line? <laughs> <laughs> Where you found this thing and you went to Professor Jenkins and were like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, it's a wand of magic missile. Oh my god! Did you leave it <laughs> in your other pants? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna have to assume that, that I had forgotten that I had it. It's in a pocket in my cloak. All right. So you start up. I, um, I fumble around. Cool. Make a dex check. As, as slowly <laughs> as... Okay. I can do that. Um, I fumble around as carefully as possible. And that is plus two, plus four. That's 14. Okay. So you're trying to move slow. Dex is a primary for you. And, and I reach into the pocket and I pull it out. And I'm going to have it ready because I don't want to... I don't know whether or not we can get out of this place without the Tentacat, and I don't know whether or not the Tentacat is, is intent on eating me right. or Vaughn. But if it makes a move towards me or Vaughn's, or I'm assuming if Ericene's in the same spot, if it makes a move towards one of the three of us, then I'm going to be ready with Magic Missile to shoot it. Okay, you draw it out. Oh, girl, we dinner. Draw it out with shaky hands, you get it level, and the Tentacat disappears. Okay, well... That solves my problem there. Hey, Grix and Alara. <laughs> hey. Hey. What have you done in the last, you know, two rounds? I get onto an island if I'm not already. I'm. I think I'm not already there. Yeah, I get onto an actual island. All right. 
you have time, so you just hop up on a little rock and you get back to the island near the door, which is also where Grix is at. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, do you think it's a security? Sorry, that's not what Alara <laughs> sounds like. Grix, do you think this is what like the security system for this location is? A uh, uh, quick question for the GM. Yes. I was just listening to the episode where Grix found the information about the Deep Delve crew going back to the previous crystal room. Um, and my question is, was Alara part of the Defended Delves group that went with them? Or was that a different member of the Defended Delves? Uh, she would have gone with them, yeah. So Alara has been in a previous situation with weird, potentially security animals. Yes. Okay. She's gonna... Then Alara... You want to make an in-check as Alara to know if they were security animals or not. <laughs> well, I mean, she's just gonna say to Grix, do you think that these are security animals? Because uh, don't. that other crystal room seems like it's security. So that was Maybe. an interesting thought process. That it, At least the crew you went with of the engineers didn't seem to think it was a security feature. They seemed to think it was something that had moved in. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I don't think that's a security feature. That's, uh, I mean, fair enough. Uh, just an alarm sounds like a good security feature. I, I don't know if I would have tentacle cats. Uh, I mean, I didn't design this place, so... Eh? But that's just me. I thought all, uh... I thought all engineers would you know, want to defend their shit the same way, but okay. No. Hashtag not all engineers, I guess. No. So next time no, you I... go down the storm train and are attacked by an alligator, remember, it's a security feature. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, mm-hmm. right about as you say, right about when you say that, uh, two things happen. Remember Grix's little point of light? Uh-huh. This, this, this is my ball of, this is my hot ball? Okay. It's your hot ball. All right. It explodes. Oh, Jesus. Fucking into what? Into a giant ball of fire. Giant? How giant? Uh, it would have been a 20-foot radius or 40-foot diameter, but this ceiling is only oh, 20 shit. feet high. So, uh, <laughs> Alara, this thing gets uncomfortably close to you <laughs> as it expands throughout the room. Can I, like, step away? Can I just, like, pull Grix out of the room? Nope, it's too fast for that. It's a very sudden explosion. Once it's resolved itself, is it still there? Like, is it still... No, so it it bursts out in a wall of flame that ends about, I don't know, three feet from your face. Okay. And then dissipates, leaving... You didn't think Magic Goop could char, but... It looks a little bit charred, and all of the dry <laughs> spots next to it are blackened, up to and okay. including some of the central island area in the various little stepping stones. But Ooh. yeah, that uh, that dissipates just in time for your friend, the giant cat, to come back. Ah, uh, so that's fun. Oh, right it there. poofs right back where you were at, or right where it was at originally, and we move into combat time again. God damn it. Alara got a seven. Grix got a nine. And then Alara roll a d10 for me and just give me the straight number again. Four. 
All right. Grix, you're up first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's a giant ass cat. Damn it. I don't like any of this. Um, I'm, oh, God, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, uh, throw a dart at it. Jesus, I don't know. Yeah, it's just close enough if you can manage that. I think the range on this is 20 feet. Yeah. Yeah, I roll an attack roll. Nope. Three. Your, your dart goes sailing past. You, you overcompensate for the distance, basically, and it sails over its head. Yeah. It looks, glances at you and looks annoyed. Alara, you're up. Um, okay. I'm going to point at the tent cat again and tell my lion and uh, lizard to attack it. <laughs> also, remember, if memory serves, that you are currently a figure made of gas. Yes, I am also a figure made of cat gas uh, currently. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck me. You can't point. I mean, I'm point. I'm pointing it that they recognize that I am, am their master yeah. or whatever. So, so that's that's what I'm gonna do because I can't. I really can't. Do, I can do anything else. You can float at ten feet around. Yeah, I know. Isn't that yep. exciting? Uh-huh. It's very exciting. Your animals do attack. The lion's gonna go first because the uh, the giant cat popped back in directly next to the lion. Because we all make mistakes sometimes. First attack hits. Second attack does not hit. Third attack hits. All right. So your lion goes after it with claws and teeth. Manages to basically smack it across the face with a claw and then bite down on its front leg. Much to its surprise. Dealing a truly astonishing amount of damage to it. Cool, cool. Yeah, it uh, it max damages. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jesus. All right. And then your uh, your lizard pal boogies on up as it is prone to do and goes for an attack as well and misses. It lunges forward with its teeth and just does not quite gain purchase. Alara is like, you're doing a great job, sweetie. <laughs> no, that's not. I'm sorry. Alara is not like that. I don't understand <laughs> what Alara's personality is. I keep. I keep defaulting into Erisene, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> no worries. Giant cat is now going to get to go. A giant cat has been attacked by several things, has decisions to make about its life. Uh, <laughs> cool, so it's going to start by attacking the lion, who is very rude. It smacks back with its paw. First one misses, it tries the second paw. That one hits. So it smashes into the lion with a paw, and the lion just falls to the ground, bloodied and lifeless, and starts to slowly dissipate. No. Leaving it the ability to uh, spend the rest of its attacks on the lizard. First attack misses. Second attack hits. I'll just do the third attack now. Also hits. All right, two of its tentacles shoot out. It misses with one of them, but manages to like grab the lizard around the, uh, the leg and like wrench it in a way that sounds quite awful when you hear it from over there. And then it takes advantage of it staggering to uh, bite into it. And the lizard uh, tears away and looks the worse for wear, but not actually injured. Or not actually dead. Like, it looks like it's kind of on its last legs. Okay. And then the cat is going to fail on this whole situation and leaps <laughs> to the center island. 
Center Island. Uh, 25 oh. feet away from all of this madness. Do you remind me what that pink circle is? Uh, that pink circle is, you believe, the remains of a broken or somehow destroyed uh, crystal. Giant crystal, magic yes. crystal. Yep, yep. I now remember. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. A uh, new round. Oh, yeah. It's it's buried in the ground. Yeah, right? it's like I set down that. a little bit. So, new round. I need new rolls from everyone. Even uh, in... new rolls from the people that are in this combat. <laughs> which I mean, Lara. Five. Four. All right. So, uh, the creature itself gets to make some choices. Uh huh. We're, we assume that the creature is always making choices. Fair enough. What was it that, uh, Never mind. I was gonna make a joke, and it it didn't it didn't manifest. A good joke. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks. I'm sure it will still make it into the podcast, though. Kurt Vonnegut said that every character should want something, even if it's just a sandwich. Hmm. It's so, true. Yeah. Cat should always be thinking. That was the joke. I'm sure that cat wants a sandwich. Yeah. Cat could want a sandwich. You have a sandwich gun, so. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, this happened. <laughs> this cat and I should be good friends but it sees fox people and it's just like no, no i want to eat that instead the cat is actually going to stay exactly where it is and it roars at the lizard that same screeching of tearing metal echoes through and hurts the shit out of your ears awesome alara what do you do um i point at the tenna cat and say Go get him, Lizzie. I there's nothing else. I feel like there's nothing else I can do because I'm I'm gaseous right now. So I'm gaseous. So like how I I, I just don't know if there's anything else I can do. <laughs> you can fit through tiny cracks. Sure. It's great. Um your, your lizard plows over through the magic goop and reaches the creature, but is not able to also attack it this round. And I'm going to say to Grix, what do you think happens with those runes? Uh, I, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> Roll for lizard literacy. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, uh. Or, yeah. hmm. If I read them from here, will they blow up over there? You don't know. It's also pretty far away. Intelligence check? Sure. Squint. I mean, it is basically just Grix's turn now, so like... It is also Grix's turn. So Grix, if you want to try to read it this turn, uh, make an int check. Be warned, it will be pretty fucking high. I rolled a 14. I get a plus 2 to int, and it's a primary stat. My level. 4. So that's 20 primary attribute. You can almost make them out from here, but do not quite manage it. Cool, new round. Much like last time, we continue the roll same initiative every time for this creature. <laughs> I keep getting worse. Nine. Okay, that's Alara and uh, Grix. Three for Grix. Three. All right. Alara, you go first. I tell the lizard to uh, attack it. All right. Your Blastoise gives it a shot. That's a turtle. <laughs> your Crocodile gives it a shot. <laughs> I don't want it to be Pokemon. Does not succeed. Fine, it's Argumon. I don't want it to be a Digimon either. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> so uh, it lunges forward, but the cat dances back nimbly and does not get hit by it. 
And then, Alara, do you float anywhere? I, I mean, I'm right by the door, so, like, the, I don't know what... I, I don't want to try to go anywhere because I don't know what will happen at any point, And I would rather be over an island. Fair enough. The giant cat disappears and appears right next to all y'all. Good times. God. Hey, Grix. Yeah, what's up? You watch as two tentacles shoot out and pass through Alara from the cat's oh. back. And then a bunch of other things try to hit you. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. You are the lowest yeah, combat target priority, but also That's hittable. You're sentient yeah, but, and you're not yeah. a summoned creature and yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a I'm And not you can a, be hit. Yes. And you're not gaseous. If you'll yeah. allow me this. Nah, yep, yeah, it makes sense. Checks out. Alright. What's your AC these days? Oh, good question. Uh eleven. Did you cast your armor spell? Nope. Alright. That's one hit. Two hits. And then actually, the rest of them would probably auto-hit. I guess we'll roll damage. Uh, I'm so scared. Oh yeah, you should be. <laughs> uh, first attack, bash of the paw across your face, does four damage. Okay. Second attack, does one damage. Okay. <laughs> you are unconscious. Oh yeah. Alara, you watch as the two tentacles auto-hit because Grix is uh, yep. unconscious. <laughs> and Barely. Lift him up into the air and wrap around him. There's now only two of you in this fight. So, uh, <laughs> Alara, what do you do? <laughs> I try to step into the magic goop because there's nothing. I, I don't. Did my lizard die last round? I don't know. I don't remember. It, it's it's looking real bad, but it's not dead. Well, I like I usher it over to like attack <laughs> the cat again. I I guess I'll try to like a I'll try to punch it I guess. Okay, your fist passes through its Yeah, I figure. <laughs> or rather and then just I'll kind like, of poofs around it and reforms on the other side. <laughs> and then I'll like I'll try very hard to like step in the goop and see what happens. Oh, right. You step in the goop. Clearly something has happened every time. So like Yeah, so uh Despite the fact that you are gaseous and don't appear to be affected by most things, you feel the pressure of the goop around yourself, and Ian rolls a bunch of things. Nothing happens. You feel something in the back of your mind, but... I feel something in the back of my mind. Actually, you know what? I'm going to interpret this slightly differently than it's written by, uh, by default. You think you now know what kind of creature this is. The phrase Shadow Hunter enters your head while looking at it. And what does she know about Shadow Hunters? Cool <laughs> Not a story, lot. bro. You, like, think, it, you what? think it's a magical beast of some sort, probably. Okay. So she's got a name and that's it. Yep. She can go to the local well, library afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's its turn. <sighs> it disappears along with Grix. Of course it fucking does. And now that we're. <laughs> yes, and we cut away. And now that there's no more PCs. <laughs> yep. We cut away from the scene with Alara going off. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Alara just being like, fuck, 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 fuck. Exactly. I'm going to have to give them their deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> the worst fate of all. <laughs> Refunds. 
Uh, yeah, so let's see. Who do we cut to next? Well, probably Grix. By Grix, I mean Vons. Vons and Wealthy. <laughs> so, you have cast Light. It is now very bright in this room. It is not this room. You quickly figure out Vons is not affected by a darkness spell, so this actually illuminates the entire space. Okay, so it's not a darkness spell that's causing that. Right, it's just fucking dark, because as you look okay. around you, the ground is covered, like an inch or two deep level of covered with some sort of glittering crystal that at the edge of your light, you can't tell if it's just a trick of the light, but it does appear to be glowing slightly after you threw down that light spell. But it wasn't glowing before the light was hitting it. Uh, make an intelligence check. You can do well, that. Was, I've got all was, kinds of dice. You here. said it was fucking dark. One second. Rolly poly. I rolled a nine plus the four is 13. Plus intelligence, which is prime, is plus one, so 15. All right, so with your 15, you noticed, or you notice kind of as you're looking for it, the ground where the creature was standing is slightly brighter, but it quickly gets subsumed into everything else. So you think maybe it was glowing like under its paws while it was standing on it. But now it's just all of it. And you look around, and you don't need perception checks for this. First off, Erisene is not there while he was looking for her. The walls appear to be riveted metal, or used metal of some sort. And it's a giant cylindrical room, certain valleys of giant. It's about 20 feet in diameter, which is pretty big for a round metal room. And Vons, you can see a domed top above you. There appears to be some sort of small hole in the very top of this. And Vons, make another intelligence check. Okay. And by small, I mean like six inches in diameter. It's small relative to all of this. 20. 20. Yeah. uh, As Lucky stated, and as I impose canon upon you, you've fallen into something like this before. Mm -hmm. This reminds you a lot of the inside of a brewing vat of some sort. (sighs) Oh, Oh, shit. This is not the kind of thing we want to be inside of. Probably not. Is it does it does it feel wet or anything? No. It's a bunch of relatively trapped air in a relatively wet environment, but it doesn't feel any damper than like, you know, a, a small room off the edge of one of the caves around here. And it is warmer than that, so that's nice. So yeah, you're in this room full of what you looking down at it, you think it's some sort of crushed crystal. And again, it's kind of at like river rock size, but sharp. Okay. So Okay. So we're in like a giant vat that was used to brew aftershock or something like that for some giant college kid party or something. You don't know. It it looks like (laughs) that. This seems pretty big. And also usually you don't put uh, piles of crystals that glow at the bottom of your at the bottom of your uh, beer brewing. (laughs) I mean, not yet, but Vaughn is considering it now. I hate your lodger and Vaughn says before making something extremely similar. When we look up at the hole in the ceiling, mm-hmm. is it a hole in the ceiling or is it a um, uh, a hole into a pipe out of the ceiling? Looking at it more closely, after you climb to your feet, uh, Wealthy, this and Vaughn's actually, because you're on pause. This is one of those borderlines where it's like walking on sharp gravel. If you're careful, your feet will be okay. But even toughened as they are, you might run into problems. But you know, step lightly. But yeah, you uh, you peer up at it, and it does look like it's going into a pipe of some sort. Okay. So we appear to be in a brewing vat that is not currently in use. Mm-hmm. 
but could be at any moment. Yeah. Why has the Tentacat brought us here? We're ingredients. <laughs> it makes me really regret drinking Ruadron, I'll tell you. I don't feel like being ingredients. Do I see a, uh internal emergency latch of any kind? You mean that thing brewing vats don't have? No. <laughs> hey, um, have uh, the hope. Um, there, or at least this what? one doesn't. Actually, most, most brewing vats have a way to clean them on the inside. That's what I was going to say. Um, a way to get used uh, mash or whatever in and out. This one does not appear to have one. Okay. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Again, reminder, this looks like a brewing vat. There's no guarantee it is one of those. <laughs> okay. A question then. You said that the crystals were about an inch thick. Or it's like an inch deep of crushed crystal. Inch deep. Okay. Inch I'm going to lean down and push the crystals out of the way carefully so I don't mm-hmm. so I don't cut myself. Like my hand my hand is covered by by the edge of my cloak. Okay. And I'm going to push it away. What do I see when I push away the crystal? There is a metal floor. Okay. Harnessed with age. And you said the room's about 20 by uh, about 20 feet in diameter? Yeah. Okay. This is okay. We can work with this. Are we standing at about the middle? You can be. <laughs> okay. Okay, Bonds, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Well, we uh, don't, you know, we don't want to be here. This doesn't look like a safe place to obviously be. Obviously, we don't want to be here. No. Oh, so let's get the hell out. So Vons has a couple more of those. I still have a quantity of rust monster potions here. All right. So Vons is going to apply one of these. He's going to like judge himself to the edge of the of the room, you know, doing the like feet don't leave the surface, just kind of pushing. Yeah. Open you the zhuzh. fur and the yeah, <laughs> you, zhuzh. you zhuzh, which actually causes you to notice something as you zhuzh and get close to the edge. Oh, what does he notice? The crystal or whatever. Mm-hmm. You hear one kind of make this tink noise as it sounds like it hits something below an inch or two below your feet. It sounds like you zhuzhed and one of them fell. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm zhuzhing alongside Vaughn. What do we see when we look down? You see a very small kind of divot in the crushed crystal. And I assume you examine more closely and push things around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find what looks a lot like some sort of it's a crate that's been mostly, or rather, it's um, it's like a hatch, it looks like. That part of it was bent at some point, and one of the crystals kind of worked its way into that crack and down. Like kind of a drain cover? Okay. Yeah. Okay, how big is the grate? Uh, it's about three feet in diameter. Okay. If you're concerned about fitting, or not fitting, it will fit if you squeeze. Oh, three feet in diameter should be great. I'm, I'm not even three feet tall. I mean, you know. Bonds can fit. He squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I very carefully move the crystals out of the way, mm-hmm. how do I? How is the grate attached to the floor? Is it like riveted on, or is there a mechanism that will allow me to open it? It looks like it's set in, and there is. Uh, as you kind of finish brushing stuff away, you find crystals have poured down into the depressions underneath two handles that are otherwise level with the surface. And you can get those cleared out. Okay. Two handles on opposite sides. So we do that. So we do that. And and Vaughn's on one side, me on the other. We're going to lift the grate out. All right. As you lift, I need you to make either intelligence or wisdom. 
I'm taking intelligence. Thank you very much. I assume we're both making this roll? Yeah. 14 ah. plus 4 is 16, and that's a primary attribute. Yeah, I rolled a 2. All right, Bonds, you are you are all uh, keyed up into this moving of things. You're, you're feeling like Wealthy might not be uh, doing her fair share, given how much strain you're putting on you. Is it because you just aren't strong yourself? Who can say? Um, but Wealthy, you managed to keep your wits about you enough to A, know that you're definitely doing your fair share of the work, and B, <laughs> uh, you notice the quality of the light around you change. As How so? Uh, it gets a little bit bright off in the corner of your vision, and you look over, and there is some of that goop pouring down from the pipe. Oh, God! Oh, that's um, not good. Um, I pointed out to Vons. Vons? Vons, we need to move, because yeah, uh, magic goop's coming down. Fucking done with so, this. So, we're lifting? Yep, you lift. We're lifting? No, hold on. I'm not sure I even want to continue trying to lift if this thing is stuck to the floor. It is not super stuck. It takes you guys a couple of, like, you know, stiff motions. You can tell that it's just stuck because of age. And you manage ah. to break it loose between the two of you and get it moved okay. over and out. Okay, I have my wand of magic missile, and I don't have my quarterstaff with me. So I'm going to cast light on my wand of magic missile. Okay. And I'm going to stick it down into the into the hole. What do I see? You see some sort of pretty damn smooth on the side stone shaft that is descending downwards at a sharp angle. Okay, I look up. How much magic goop has come out of that hole in the ceiling? I mean, is it coming out fast or is it just a dribble? It's a nice steady pace. It's not spraying okay. everywhere, but... uh. Okay, Vons, I think we need to go down the hole. I, I We just need to... I. It's better than being here in the magic goop. Because I seem to float in magic goop and that's not going to help me very much. Oh, that reminds me. Your your feeling of floatiness has stopped. Yeah, but yeah. I tend to float in magic. Oh, that, that's fair. So I just wanted I to confirm that for both myself <laughs> and the listeners because I wasn't sure if I'd made that explicit previously. <laughs> and I don't particularly if if I'm floating in the magic goop, then I'm going to be up at up at the ceiling, and I don't know whether or not I'm going to drown, and I'm not going to be able to help you. We need to get out. No, I get it. I get it. Chill, chill. Okay. <laughs> um, how far down does that drop go? The drop to the actual sloped tube is like less than five feet. Then the sloped part goes far beyond your vision, especially given the angle. I don't think we have much of a choice. Uh, we have choices. Uh, I'm going to ready my vial of Featherfall. Oh, Smart. okay. Yeah, let's not jump ahead of ourselves. You going to hold hands with Wealthy? <laughs> uh, I'm, yep, definitely going to hold what hands with Wealthy. Mean? I was asking if Fonz is holding your hand because uh, I have not figured out the mechanics of, or I'm not sure if Featherfall actually affects multiple people in this system. I think it does though. And uh, it does. It it affects yeah. a radius. Um, it, it's a pretty good size radius too. I I uh, it's it's capable of holding the entire party if need be. Nice. Right. I remember now. Okay. Then then we are holding hands. Mm-hmm. And you head on down. Yeah. Gonna hop down with the the vial in my other hand. Okay. Because I don't think Featherfall lasts for ages. No. All right. You, you hop on down. Basically, you drop down and you immediately hit that slope. It's at a really steep angle, so I'm going to need you to make a dexterity check. Okay. All right. Ooh. You rolled good, too? Yep. We both rolled good. <laughs> good job. Yay. Plus four, 21, 25, and it's primary attribute. So 25 for you, and then Adam, what'd you get? Sorry. 
19 plus 4 plus 1 on a prime. So 24. Fine. <laughs> we excel. <laughs> I said good. Yeah, yeah. You, you both land. You feel your, your paws slip. Bonds. Bonds, you dig your claws in. Wealthy, you've dealt with this your entire life. You know how to you know move your feet so you stabilize and you are able Rip to... Rip with my toes. Make fists with my toes. You're going to have to kind of slide down on your butts. Okay. But you can. But it, it can now be a controlled descent. Kind of at whatever speed you want, rather than tumbling down it or sliding down it. Okay. Vons, keep in mind this is pretty narrow for you. So uh, what end do you want facing the descent? Because that's where it's going to stay. You're going to have a really hard time turning around. I mean, feet make sense to me. All right. I, I think we jump down feet first. Okay. Yeah. And I still have light cast on my magic wand. Yep. So you descend down into the darkness and... You, you're crawling along. How fast are you taking this? Well, I want to be faster than the bulk of the goo. When you say the <laughs> angle is steep, do you mean that the angle is we're, we're sliding or we would have to crawl? You're managing to not slide by kind of bracing okay. yourselves. That we're talking at it. It's like steeper than 45 degrees. It's okay. So, okay, our, so our grippy selves are capable of doing this intentionally and deliberately right but if you lost traction with your feet you would probably slide down it right okay. but you succeeded so that doesn't happen cool so i definitely want to move faster than the bulk of the goo behind us okay you don't know how long it's going to take to fill up the vat but uh but we can assume that the, the goo is going to run start running out so it sounds like we would have been in the mix of a goo filter that perhaps this goo just uh, dissolves or absorbs or whatever is in that chamber and then continues on down this shaft that we're currently trying to escape through. Which means that whatever this shaft is con uh, continuing onto uh, is probably designed to hold all of this. So, um, yeah, at what point does this get too steep for us to continue to control our movement? Um, it keeps going at a relatively reasonable pace. Adam, do you happen to have in front of you how long daylight lasts? I don't. Okay. I think it's minutes. Yeah. Okay. It's a while. Your daylight spell back above you is still, you know, you can still kind of see it from down here. And you, at one point, like it was kind of steadily getting brighter because of goop. But then you see this just like bright flash. And suddenly that is lit up even more brightly than your spell does. Uh oh. It's mm. more like, you know, sunlight outside. Like it's really, really bright in there, especially for you guys. And. You're heading down, you're heading down, you've made it down probably the better part of like 60 feet. And two things happen. Who, who's first? I think I, Bonds is. I was more or less holding wealthy too, like yeah. by the hand, which means since I'm taller, I'm definitely leading with my feet. Okay. Uh, Vons, your paws hit one hard thing, one squishy thing, and they both kind of give way underneath you and water flows over your paws. Oh, Cool. Um, Do they smell delicious? They smell <laughs> awful, actually. You find, or like awful, even. You find uh, <laughs> one paw hit bone. Horrible. One bone, or one paw hit, um, whatever that thing is, has been in here a while. Oh, God. And it's kind of oh, God. bloated and gross. Ugh. You're not sure if it was a humanoid or an animal. Mm, but it doesn't sound fresh. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, you, 
if you if you want to look closely, you can identify it. But uh, I'm not sure you want to do that. No, I think uh, I think I'd rather save the time and keep scooting. All right. Well, there is water beneath you now. And so, water's uh, a reasonable sign. It's it's not goop. And I should let you know. The other thing that's happening is you all see um, that goop was pretty liquid, but not super liquid. You see it coming down towards you. It, it's a slow trickle right now, but. The goo has reached the drain and will reach you very shortly, albeit okay. not in great volume. So, um, and where to, to? To, to clarify, the shaft is flooded below this point. The, whatever this was was kind of floating at the top. See. So we're at the we're at a midpoint in the shaft where there's water. Correct. This thing is floating on the water. Mm-hmm. If we continue down, we're going to have to go underwater. Correct. Okay, Stop so me. I'm going to put away. My feather fall. Turns out I didn't need that, but I do on my torso have a vial or jar of water breathing. All right, you you bust okay. that out. The the goo continues to roll on towards you. I assume you you take it, you down it. Um, and we establish that you can share. Yes, it can be shared. Then we need to do that, and we need to get through this flooded chamber as fast as we can. Yeah, basically, you're going to be splitting the duration between the two of you. Yeah. Which is for you. Yeah, uh, let's see, you're level four. Each of you have four mm-hmm. hours, so you better hope you figure this out before then. <laughs> four hours? Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Well, terrible. that's good. <laughs> All right, you both down it. Wealthy, you feel a trickle of goo underneath your butt. Um, I think we need to move as quickly as possible. It gives you this fun burning sensation. <sighs> oh, God. Um, let's move. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. As fast as you, good. You, you shove past. Rotting mass of body, and you dive down underneath the water. All right, it's real gross uh, right there, but you push past it. You swim downwards. You see the goo kind of hit the water, and it's going into it in little kind of suspended droplets, but it is slowly sinking. And so that lights up the space along with your, you know, light spell. And you see two things: one, there's a hole in the side of the shaft, about another ten feet down in front of you. Off to one of the sides, it looks like it crumbled in. There's some rocks and stuff that are around it still, and it's kind of crooked. Okay, so accident hole. Yeah. Okay. And snuggled up against... Basically, it looks like one large rock kind of fell out at one point, and snuggled up against said large rock is some really battered-looking, really waterlogged-looking leather satchel that has is about half-wedged under that rock. Well, I... Love a leather satchel. Uh, does it look like I have time to grab it before the goo gets closer yeah, to it? The, the goo's starting to kind of slowly rain around you guys, but it's at like, there are weird fireflies down here level. You got some time, and you kind of, because you're swimming now, you can't avoid occasionally hitting some of those, but uh, you're doing good. That said, like when you hit it, it doesn't seem to do anything besides tingle and burn a little bit but you do notice that that shaft above you is getting brighter so you definitely have time to grab it but you, you want to do it as you're moving right so the uh this hole does it continue any deeper it continues off to the side into some other passageway you can also go past it and keep going down the shaft that you're on okay i'm voting for unintentional passageway that was not made for goop to go down uh that actually sounds like a good idea yeah, and as we as we make our way through that hole, let's nab this leather satchel because hey, free satchel. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you you swim on down, 
and wealthy of the lights of going, so you have a light source that is not extinguishable by things like mere water. Uh, you grab the satchel and you swim on out the side. As you do so, you kind of look back and the density of the goo appears to be inconsistent, but some of the bigger pieces you see are actually rolling down along the bottom of the shaft and are about the size of a baseball. So it's kind of it's kind of viscous. Yeah, and some of them are like kind of just free floating, but they're all slowly going downwards that direction. So kind of like a lava lamp? Yeah. Okay. This is the worst right. level of so Ninja it's Turtles. Likely, it's not likely to start <laughs> it, <laughs> it's not likely to start infiltrating the, the hole we went. Or um, if it is, it's gonna be very very limited amount. Yeah, you see some of some of the lighter bits kind of start dispersing into the same area you're in, but it looks like the majority of them are headed down. Okay, let's let's continue on, Vaughn. You have the baseball size ones do gather up against that rock where the satchel was. So like you think eventually a decent amount will get in here, depending on how full the passage above gets, but And probably somebody's gonna be pissed. Probably. But yeah, so you swim inside and I'm sure this chamber's already like at least some percentage full of piss. This is lots of dead things in this. Well, there there is a light in this chamber. Oh, okay. Besides your light, you quickly surmise a couple of things. A, this looks a lot like a hallway. And B, uh, there is a light globe affixed to what was probably the ceiling that is still going. But it's still completely full of water. Yes, it is floor to ceiling okay. full of water. Um, the, the passage is entirely flooded. And can we tell how far this passage extends? I'm not turning off my light either. Yeah, no, for sure. So you see it extends kind of to your left as you go in and to your right. It extends about 30 feet in either direction. Okay, so we're coming out in the middle of the- And you see um, there are a couple of doors dotting the wall on the not shaft side of things. Hey, doors are neat. So you mean at the end of each side? At the end of each? No, sorry. Uh, looking across from the wall you came in on, uh-huh. there are some walls. There are some doors down to the left and right, which would be on your way along the hallway. Okay. Um, do we see any markings? Anything that indicates what this might be? This place might be? Uh, make an intelligence check. You search around for markings. And Vons, you can do that too if you want. Yeah. That is 24 and prime. Okay. Got him rolling hot today. Yeah, I'm pulling a 15 on a prime. Okay, so I'm just going to say for flavor's sake, like Vons, you go a little bit left. Wealthy, you go a little bit right. And both of you can... Wealthy, what languages do you speak, actually? And Vaughn, same question. Yeah, a common fox and thieves. Okay. I speak halfling, common, gnomish, elvish, sylvan, and goblinoid. Okay, so you kind of swim down on down to the, the right wealthy, and you see in several languages, actually, uh, next to a door that is... It's old wood that has been underwater, so it doesn't look very happy, but surrounded by a band of extremely rusty metal. It just says storage, but in in common, or not actually common, this is one of the human languages that common is based out of, so you can like puzzle uh-huh. it out pretty easily. And it also says it in halfling, gnomish, and el- elvish, and goblin, along with a okay. few others. There's kind of just a column. <laughs> Of labels next okay, to the door. So it says storage, but storage would not seem to indicate exit. So right. 
And as you swim down this way, um, you see that there's an intersection down past this room. Okay. And then Vons, you have a similar stack of languages. There is no fox folk, so you can only puzzle out the common part. Well, we know that foxes didn't build it. <laughs> and, and you're relying on a symbol above the door, too. As you basically look at that, you think of the couple of human terms for various medical things, and then one of them like nails it on the head. Mm. So basically, this is labeled medical, and scratched in the wall very faintly, you can see um, a thieves' camp marker for looted, raided, cleared out. Oh. And the door there is actually um, open and off its hinges. You kind of see it sunk and falling to pieces on the floor inside the room. Okay. Okay. Uh, are we still underwater? Yes. This entire place okay. is flooded floor to ceiling. Okay. So I look towards Vaughn's. Okay. And I make a shrugging motion. Did you find anything? Little motes of blue um, light are slowly filling the passageway between you. They're not dense yet, but they're just getting getting noticeable. Super no. Let's keep moving somewhere. Uh, Roll gesture, which doesn't exist in this game. I hitch my thumb over my shoulder and indicate that there's a passageway. Does the passageway start going up in any way? No. So, Vons, you're next to a passageway, too. Oh, God. You're both at the uh, the bottom part of T-intersections, or, you know, the non-left and right part. Vons, the one across from you, you see what you think was probably a door at some point, but there is a bunch of debris and such uh, blocking it. It just kind of has the rough shape of a small archway that looks like it gave out at some point. And then there's the passages to the left and right, and wealthy, there's the passages to the left and right going down your way as well. And okay. like like Vaughn said, neither one of them see, appears to be going up, but does either one of them appear to be going down? If you, if you take the time to go around the corner, or like look around the corners of this, uh, Vaughn's, yours actually slopes down fairly sharply and just kind of ends. The one that would be to your left. And then wealthy, that one... I'm going to start using cardinal directions because you're facing different directions. <laughs> so Vons, you're going west, it just dead ends in like a kind of like when you see storage areas under stairs where it just slopes down pretty sharply and then ends. Mm-hmm. And you see what was once something and is now just kind of a rotted pile. You're guessing it's wood. If you go to your east, that passage continues along this level. And then wealthy, if you are looking west, there is a set of stairs that goes sharply down and to the east, it just stays level. Okay, I don't think we want to go down. You cowards. No, down is, down is the same direction the goo is going, and I don't think we want to vote the same way the goo votes. It, it does appear to not, it's not going into that shaft that you were just in, either of them. You're still right about it going downwards, just to clarify. Like, those are both back in the direction of the shaft you exited, but neither of them is entering into it. Okay, so the goo is not... The goo is coming in through the hole that you came in through that was clearly not intentional, but other than that. All right. For some reason, I'm thinking we ought to go up Vons, go go through Vons's, because that indicates that we might come to a point where we go up. Since it appears, since it come, it, since it appears that we're under a stairway, maybe if we go along Vons's, we'll come to another stairway up. Whereas mine appears to be going down, and we might come to one. We might come to an end on on mine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bonds? Does that make sense? I mean, we're not able to talk, but... Sure. This is one of those situations where... Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this map in uh, D20. <laughs> Guess what you're not getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, I'd I'd say that anything that's closer to up is is better than down. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, you head on. You wrap around the medical room that Vons was going looking into. And Vons, you saw more stuff in there, but you didn't have the light especially, so it was hard to see exactly what. And if there's any chance that the goo is going to start filling this area, I'd rather not be here. Yeah, oh, Wealthy, you swim through a not inconsiderable amount of it. It's, again, it's more like, you know, floating moats, but it's getting pretty dense. Yeah, we need to get out of here. Um, so you, uh, you go and you wrap around, and you start swimming down the hallway. It continues to be flooded. You see Wealthy... You know this immediately, Vons, it takes you a second, but what looks like these shattered remains of a, you know, glow sphere thing uh, on the ground down here. Uh, there's a door on your left that is partway open, and then you see um, just beyond that, there is a, a hallway wraps around to your right, or several yards beyond that, but yeah. Does anything indicate what the door is? Uh, yeah. You all speak enough languages between you, and this is a word that is very familiar to both of you. So you can even puzzle it out in the common, but this is something along the lines of lab. This is reminding me more and more of that level in Bioshock. Uh, lab four, specifically. <laughs> lab floor. Four. Oh, lab four. Four. Okay. Uh-oh. That means there's at least three others. No, this is like those pigs they released in the Harvard Library. There's one, two, and four. <laughs> Fucking what? Have you not heard about that? I think it's pigs. It's pigs are, it might be chickens, but there's some <laughs> college prank where... They release animals into the library with numbers painted on the side, and they, they are numbered one, two, and four. So everybody's looking for three. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to lead with my magic wand, and I'm going to lean in through the doorway and look around and see what I can see in this lab four. Okay, so you see a number of things. You see magical machine things that remind you of the stuff you saw in that diagnostic chamber and have generally seen over the course of your job where they're relying on a complicated array of those little magic crystals to, you know, determine what exactly they're doing. But all of the crystals are missing from both of them. There is also broken tables, a lot of metal, you assume metal equipment that has rusted, along with some brass and copper stuff that is clearly very, very old. Some of it has like some sort of slime growing on it from what you can kind of see from here. And it extends out towards the... This is a very, very large room. So your light, it doesn't reach the entire way in. Okay, do I see any bodies or any remains? Roll an intelligence check. That would be 17 primary attributes. Not that you can see from here with the light you have. You kind of carefully look over for things that do not look like equipment and... Do not see any bodies. Okay. Vons okay. is going to uh, impatiently face with with impatient face, and gonna okay. tug. Okay. Oh, uh, Vons, okay. you also see a thieves can't thing scratched below this one, or scratched below kind of the sign for this one. But it's been looted. No, it indicates confusion. Vons, you know if this is left on a room, at least especially in conjunction, it's a confusion and a didn't. And kind of a free-for-all go for it. Yeah, it didn't take. Um, basically, you're pretty sure whoever looked at this room uh, didn't know what they were looking at and decided to not haul it all out of there. Sure, which sounds like there could be something of great value to, to somebody like Vons, but uh, Vons's fur is just as important to him. 
yeah. Um, the, the only, I, I'm I'm more than willing to leave this place. Uh, the only thing I want to I want to know is can I intuit whether or not this was this was a place that was damaged during the rise of the arts? That'd be hard to tell with the level of examination that you can manage right now. Okay. Okay. Then let's let's leave it. So you guys need to get an archaeologist on your team. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that when we were rolling? <laughs> Quick, look at this thing and estimate how old it is. Bam. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it has ancient Sumerian written on the lab equipment. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you wrap around. Constantly scanning for thieves because it, it obviously thieves have been here. Uh, I'm I'm going to be looking for any indication of a uh, proverbial breadcrumb trail eat all the aquatic thieves <laughs> as you wrap around this corner you know that lab four was on your left there is a giant archway going into that lab that has um it has a door that opens out into the hallway you think it is wedged partway open on one side but that door is like 15 feet across good lord it's well it's a double door but yeah so you see that as you wrap around, and then as you're you're now heading south, for those of you mapping this at home, which none of you are, I hope. God, no. Uh, on your right, you see a pair of much more standard-sized double doors, and you all know the both the symbol looks kind of like a bed, and also you all know it basically says dormitories, sleeping area, something like that. Well, that's bound to be a dead end. Um, Actually, you, I mean, the doors are... One of the doors has fallen off completely. The other one is wedged partway open to the inside and then on one hinge and tilted like it's kind of just barely holding on from the rust you can see you could probably push it and it would the hinge would break apart we are looking for an exit so right a bad idea for me to assume that it's a dead end but yeah there's a big room past there is vaughn's familiar with this uh, architecture style at all like would vaughn's be able to intuitively know the arcs doesn't have a lot of variation in its architecture you have architects mm -hmm. who are presumably at least some of whom have been alive since the arcs launched. Very few of them at this point, but like, I think culture moves a little bit slower, especially for big stuff that requires a lot of work. Especially with stone, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So the signs thing is a little bit different. That's not as common, but it's hard to tell if it's in the same way that when you go into a city, not every restaurant is labeled cafeteria in six languages. It's hard to tell if that's just a the realities of day-to-day -day life do not require me to do this versus a place that is being developed you know some sort of strict set of standards mm -hmm. or if it's just someone got a wild hair about this uh make an intelligence check to figure out how old you think this is relatively speaking it's not going to get specific right but basically is this new or is this old i didn't roll great that's a four on the die so nine you don't know yeah it's clearly been underwater a while, but that's all you've got. Could we make could we make an assumption that there would be two exits to this dormitory? You can assume a lot of things in life. Well, would let's we put it have any... <laughs> Let's put it this way instead. Let's just say is it common in modern architecture for there to be two entrances to a dormitory? Oh uh, yeah, there's usually at least two, even if one of them is kind of a side entrance and not commonly used. Commonly opposite to each other perhaps? Uh, perhaps, although opposite of you would face against those rooms that you were peeking into earlier. There could be a hallway oh. between them or something, just letting you know. Right. 
but also both of you make a new intelligence check as you examine this room more closely now that you are kind of looking inside and trying to figure out where the exits are and stuff like that i assume okay i've got a 15 here which is going to put me up to a 20 on a prime well i got a 10 so we're counting on vons here (laughs) wealthy is pretty sure she's going to die down here vons uh (laughs) wealthy's light as you kind of poke it into the room Uh uh-huh you think you see the surface of the water and kind of that wild underlit water like light rippling along the walls okay beyond it because you notice that and kind of look up you all slowly notice that among the rotted and old furniture there are large stones that have fallen here and you think maybe the ceiling caved in at some point and you see neat space above you that is above the water if we stop breathing uh, if we stop using the water breathing, does that stop the spell? No, it will stay in effect for your remaining time. Okay. I suggest then, Vons, that we go up and, and check out the... Um, oh, the totes. Yeah. Airspace. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Vons just invented the word totes. Uh, <laughs> it was going to be anyone. Totes my goats. What's a goat? So- <laughs> there are goats. <laughs> there are totally goats. It's a fucking mountain. Come on. Uh, that's goats fair. Very useful. Also, goats are extremely useful livestock that are relatively easy to move, say, when you're fleeing things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's exit through the through the well, or attempt an exit through the ceiling. OK, very convenient that all this water is here for us to swim up. You paddle on up. You realize that the ceiling actually like you pass through the ceiling and then it's maybe about a foot of water above it. So you're able to kind of scramble up. And then, you know, get your paws under you. And you are in a room full of shifting light and what looks a lot like more of those big machines and some other stuff. But we are going to cut away from you. Okay. And uh, we can breathe. We're going to get fuzzy with time here. But uh, Grix. Yeah, what's up? You wake up. Okay. Where am I? You are in a brightly lit room. Uh Oh, too brightly lit. Does it hurt? No, no, no. Okay. There's not enough of the magic goop in here to do that. You're on kind of a dry spot in the floor. You see that some of the magic goop, as you kind of open your eyes, some of it's flowing down one of the walls, you think, and then pooling there next to it, but it doesn't seem to be reaching you. And then you notice something else. Uh Uh-huh. There's a big-ass cat over you still. Oh! (laughs) And it's Uh. staring down at you. And make uh-huh. an intelligence check. Uh-huh. Uh, that's um, 15 primary attribute. You get the impression this cat is very smart. An impression that feels a lot like your detect thought spell is still going. Oh. Uh, but, but it's not? It feels okay. a lot like detect thoughts. You would guess it's okay. detect thoughts. You've never had it continue okay. while you were unconscious before. But... Oh. I've only had it for about a week, though. So, um... <laughs> And that does slowly resolve into surface thoughts, which are currently wordless and focused very intently on you. I, uh, I go, uh, uh, nice kitty, uh, want some scratches? You hear uh, very clearly in its thoughts, and also it makes another, like, rumbling noise that sounds a lot more like throwing a can down a hill combined with a, okay. you know, rumble rather than screeching tearing metal. Yeah. You also feel the thought at the same time. No. Okay. Uh, uh, you speak. It says while concentrating on you. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking for my friends, and uh, we didn't mean to bother you. Uh, we're looking for some uh, bad stuff that happened down here. You can understand me more. Uh, rumbles and kind, kind of. Well, that makes you the second one of your kind to do so. So scratches. <laughs> I can and will eat you. <laughs> If you attempt such a thing. Okay. Uh, well, uh, uh, are we, are we cool? Are we chill? Like, are you gonna, are you gonna eat me if I don't do that? It looks at something beyond your field of view and says, it depends on what the other one says. Uh, the one? <laughs> I go over and look, I, I turn around and look to see where it's looking. You see what was clearly once a conduit junction. It's kind of sparking magic and dripping magic and doing all the fun things that magic does when it's not being properly contained and is still in its raw form on one side. And the other side, uh, the conduit coming in from the other side has gone dark, but it also has a couple of those uh, crystals on it that are still glowing. So do I get the sense that I could like, put my remaining crystal in and maybe reboot it? Uh, maybe. You'd have to go over and inspect it more closely. Uh, I'm gonna ask the cat. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, I see you looking at that thing. Is that, uh, is that, is that important to you? It speaks sometimes. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it should. Should it? Sometimes? I do not use these machines myself. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, mind if I uh, go uh, take a peek? It shrugs, basically, and steps back enough that you can stand up without smacking into its okay. muzzle. Uh, I stand up. I don't smack into its muzzle, uh -huh. and I go take a peek. All right, you got to kind of hop over. There's a little uh, groove in the floor that some of this goop is going down and hitting what looks like some sort of drain, intentional or no, further down. And yeah, hmm. you encounter uh, one of the machines. It is... Or make an intelligence check to examine this thing properly. Okay. Hey, that's real high. Uh, 21. Jesus, yeah. Success by nine. You look closely at this. And okay. this is an older model than you're used to. And it's also more complicated. Not in a way that stops you from using it, but you're used to working with CRTs and you found something with an LCD screen, basically. Like, it's a step above the stuff you use day-to-day -day by a decent bit. Uh -huh. Looking at the interface, you're pretty sure it's still the same, but it bears all the markings of not launch technology, but kind of either pre-launch or like launch-ish, back when they essentially spent a lot more effort on each machine before realizing that for the functionality they needed, they could just skip that part. <laughs> and you also know that these have a slightly different interface when it comes to them reading information back. They usually... Uh, basically use a basic image spell of some sort to project the information requested above the machine. Hmm. But currently it is not, that part is not activated. The control crystal for the projection appears to be missing. Okay. Well, I have one crystal that I saved specifically in case of emergencies. So you did? So I'm going to plug that in. All right. You plug it in and an image kind of, there's some text in draconic actually sweet sweet that basically says wait a second 
<laughs> and then loading, loading. And then it resolves into an image that looks real familiar and speaks to you and says, "God damn, is it Clippy?" No. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, "Hey, made it. It's your friend." Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Primary attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard. If you want to see the website, that's primaryattribute.com. If you want to write us letters of complaint or questions or concerns, or maybe you're just really worried about us and want to see what's going on, you can write to letters at primaryattribute.com. If you want to see our Facebook page, that's at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod. Our Twitter is at prime attribute, not primary attribute, prime attribute. Don't get it confused. If you want to see our dank memes, that's at primaryattribute.tumblr.com. And Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our logo was designed by me. That's Adam. Our theme music was composed by Erin. She's awesome. Editing this week by Ian. Thank you, Ian. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. You can all close out a roll 20 now. We're not going to need it anymore for today. Oh. Okay. You cannot fight your fate. At least not on a 5x5 five five grid.